This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, folks. Be sure to visit my website at dr-history.com for a short personal video message to listen to the latest stories, and to leave a comment. Dr. History. Good morning, Zeb. Hey, buddy. So I want to say hi to Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. He's been a longtime listener and always uh, sends me comments. And uh, Jay, who uh, sent me a suggestion for a guy named Solomon Nunoz Carvalho, who is with the John C. Fremont Expedition. And I've been looking at that as a possible show. Uh, so thank you, Jay. So let me ask you this, Zeb. Is MSGT stand for Master Sergeant? I think so, yeah. Okay, so he's a Master Sergeant in the, has been in the Wisconsin and was in the Wyoming uh, Air Guard. So Wisconsin, too? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. What part of Wisconsin I, was I he from? I don't know. I see. Um, but uh, thank you for your service, Jay, and thank you for the suggestion. Absolutely. I appreciate that. Did you follow up on what you were supposed to do for homework last week? No. <laughs> well, it's just like school, Zeb. I never did that when I was in school either. <laughs> Why should I do it now? I'm you're glad I asked. When you give me an assignment. Okay. <laughs> so, Zeb, you've heard of the Lost Dutchman Mine. You know, I've been in the area. Of the superstitions. Uh, yeah, about three or four different times. And every time you go there, uh, you, you just sit still, and it's very quiet out there in the desert and everything. And you just kind of look at the various rock, uh, uh, you know, the the way they're built and the caves and, and all the different crevices and crevices in the rocks and everything. And you just wonder, well, if I go over there, I wonder if I can find it. Or be dead. Because well, most you're of them, really encouraged. Well, you know that's what happened to a lot of them. They that's true. Died. You that's know. true. But so you've never heard of the lost Dutch oven mine, have you? Mm, <laughs> evidently not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is the lost Dutch oven mine. Really? All right. Okay. So there's two guys, Walter Miller and George Haight. Uh, they stopped in front of a desolate-looking shack in the Mojave Desert back in 1936. And this is their story about meeting a guy by the name of Tom Schofield. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, uh, this Tom Schofield had been tramping around these, what they call the Clipper Mountains down there, trying to find the mine that he lost back in 1894. And he's kind of been cussing himself every day since then because uh, he uh, found this mine, he got drunk, and then forgot where it was located. Now, wait a minute. He found a mine, yeah, and he got a little bit inebriated, uh, yes, and couldn't remember where, where the... it was. Yeah. Oh my! Goodness. So we'll describe that. And so this Tom Schofield uh, lived lives in an old or did live in an old store. At this time, he was uh, like eighty some years old, 
when these guys stopped by to visit with him. So Tom Schofield lived in an old store building and a filling station which had been abandoned. So he was this thin, I've got a picture I'll show you. He was this thin, wiry, kind of clean-shaven guy. And uh, so these guys, uh, Walter Miller and George Hayes, said they'd heard about the lost Dutch oven mine that he'd found years ago. And they wanted to drop by and hear the story directly from him. So I'm going to show you a picture of him, okay. Deb. All right. Uh, that's, that's that's George. That's uh, Tom Schofield. Tom Schofield, the guy that lost the mine, couldn't find the mine, and he's out in front of the gas station. Yeah, that's where he's okay. living. Okay. So here, and these are his words, and these guys kind of recorded what he said, and he says, "Well, I suppose you're waiting to hear my story." He says, "Back in '94, I assume that's 1894, or it was." He said, "I was hired by the Southern Pacific to develop a spring in the Clipper Mountains and pipe the water down to the railroad." He said, "I'd been working pretty hard for a couple of months when I decided to take a day or two off." He said, "I started out on a hike into the hills about three miles back. I ran across an old stone house. It was still in pretty good condition, but evidently had been built for years." Uh, reckon I'd gone about 12 miles more when I come upon a spring. And he says, gosh, that water tasted good. Uh, and then he goes on. He says, there was a well-built, beaten trail from the spring leading up over the hills. I followed it, sort of surprised to find a trail in such a place. At the top of one of the hills, I came upon a rock as big as a house It was split in two as neat as if it had been carved with a knife. The trail led right through that split rock. No kidding. So you got this picture, big, huge rock, and a split right through the middle of it like it had been cut with with a knife. Yeah. So he says, when I came out the other side of that split rock, I was on sort of a shelf about as big as a city lot. High walls all around me and a drop off of 500 feet straight Whoa. down. So as he went through there, you know, obviously he stopped. And, and what state was this? This is uh, in uh, down in uh, Nevada. Wow, Mojave. Oh my goodness! So he said there was no way to get off that little flat except through that split rock to go back out. So he said near the rock were the remains of a long deserted camp, rusty mining tools. Fragments of a rotted bedroll, scattered pots and pans, and a crude fireplace with an old iron Dutch oven kettle sitting on it. Uh huh. Got the picture? Oh boy, in my mind. Okay. So he says, What struck my eyes was a shaft at the far end of this flat. There was a windlass with a bucket and a rope attached. I walked over to the dump and began poking around. It didn't take me long to discover that dump contained the richest gold-bearing quartz I had ever seen. Nearly every piece was a jeweler's specimen. I got so darned interested, I forgot all about time. Darned? Darned, and it does say that. Oh, okay. (laughs) I forgot all about time, and the first thing I knew, it was beginning to get dark. I knew better than to try and travel at night in that country, so I just laid down to wait for daylight. I was so excited, I knew I'd never be able to go to sleep. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. The, the, he, the next morning, he says, just as I was about to leave, I went over to the fireplace and kicked the lid off that Dutch oven pot. Then I did get a surprise. The blamed pot was nearly full of gold nuggets. you got to be kidding me. A, you know, and a Dutch oven is pretty good size, you know, if it was well, a 14 yeah. inch you know, clear full of gold nuggets. So he says, I stuffed my pockets with all that stuff I could carry. I went through that split rock, headed across the hills for camp as fast as I could travel. Didn't pay any particular attention to landmarks. Number one rule, right, Zeb? Did not pay attention. How many times have we told that story? Was this guy's name Gomer? <laughs> no, Tom. Oh, okay. So, so he says, like a fool, he didn't. He realizes this yeah. later. All I could think of was my getting to town into town and shouting the news of my discovery, which. Uh, Now, to me, that's dumb, too. That is dumb, too. But in this case, it didn't matter. He said, I stopped at my camp long enough to get something to eat and heat it down uh, and then headed down to the railroad track where I flagged down a freight into Los Angeles. So he got on a train, headed to Los Angeles. Really? Then I did the silliest thing of my life. For several months, I made bar after bar, spent money, ate fine food, drank the best whiskey, sang the loudest songs. <laughs> so, you know, anyway, months later, my money was gone. Well, imagine that. You know, I sobered up. Then I tried to find someone to finance a trip back to the Clippers. Have you ever heard of the Clipper Mountains? I I haven't. You got me on that one. So d- somewhere down around yeah. the uh, Mojave in that yeah, area. you've got me on that one. Yeah. Anyway, the boys I'd been drinking with weren't the type to finance anything. And I suspect he was the one financing their you got imbibing. Right. He said, I hadn't even been smart enough to show my original poke to a man who could have helped me now. Uh, so I'd have, uh, have the world by, world by the tail. So he hadn't even shown anybody the gold nuggets. That I was going to ask you how much in money and cash oh. worth were the nuggets. Uh, no idea. Oh. You know, I mean, you know, a handful it would be had to be thousands. Well, don't that's you think? What I would think. Yeah. So anyway, finally, he says it was two years before I got back out to the Clipper Mountains again. It seems incredible, but things happen that way sometimes. Everything seems changed from the way I remembered it. I tried to retrace my steps, but it wasn't any use. I was uncertain at every turn the Dutch oven mine was lost. It's out there someplace. Someday, somebody will stumble on it like I did. I hope they keep sober afterwards. And it's still there. It's still there. Nobody's found it. Why are we sitting here? Uh, Well, (laughs) we've asked that question a lot of times. (laughs) So... The question is, why did the whoever had it, why did they abandon this? Okay. And so uh, Tom guesses, he said, uh, and this is some more he describes, he said, there was also the skeletons of seven burrows on that shelf. They had died with their packs on. I figured at the time those fellows were returning with supplies and got chased by Indians. They drove the animals through the rock into camp, tied them up, and went out again to fight the Indians. They just didn't come back. It must have been before the days of tin cans, as there was not a can in that entire place. So, does that make sense? Uh, Well, kind of, the picture in my mind's eye, help me on this, is that he walked through a cleft in the rocks. Right. 
and he walked through kind of a, a walk trail. Right. And then it came into an area that was enclosed like a mine shaft or whatever. Well, kind and of it an open opened area. up into a wide expanse that was 500 feet high? Well, no. There was a cliff 500 feet down. If he'd have kept going, it would have been he would have been a drop off. So kind of a flat area, the size of a uh, a lot, Holy a house smokes, lot, yeah. and that's where the mine was, and that's where these seven mules, the 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 skeletons were laying on the ground. They'd been tied up, and so he figures that whoever tied them up, two or three guys, whatever, went out to fight the Indians or whatever, and got killed, never came back. Holy smokes! So, so he says. Uh, a while back, he says, I got a letter from an old maid school teacher in Boston. She said, so this word got out about this lost Dutch oven mine. Okay, people heard about it. She said she was coming to California and would like to meet me. Wanted to know if I had suitable accommodations for her to stay a few days. I wrote back and said, you bet your life, lady. Come right ahead. Plenty of room. I live in a one-room shack and sleep in a large double bed. Well, he says, yes, she couldn't find the place. At any rate, she never showed up. <laughs> Isn't that something? So, so again, people found out about this. Kind of a mail-order bride. Yeah. So then he says, uh, there was a woman who wrote me from Australia. She, oh. she says she and her husband were visiting America, and could I draw her a map showing the location of the lost Dutch oven mine? I sure could. So I drew a map and sent it to her. Didn't understand the map myself, and she got what she wanted. <laughs> Holy smokes. So these are all people that are wanting to find them. Yeah. So uh, another funny letter I got was from a bloke in England. He wanted to know if I could kindly condescend to act as guide for him. He would jolly well like to get a few gold nuggets as souvenirs of his visit to the United States. Oh, yes. And what would be my remuner- remuneration? I wrote him, my fee was $1,000 a day, and I and it would probably take at least six months to find the mine. Yeah, it was the end of him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, he says, I don't mind the screwball letters, kind of enjoy reading them, he admits. Makes me realize I'm not the only fool in this world. The difficulty is getting rid of the screwballs when they show up in person. He better not be calling anybody a screwball because he's the guy that couldn't <laughs> find the mine. <laughs> and lost it. So he goes on. Only last week, a couple of starry-eyed young squirts dropped in to see me. They were all souped up, going to set the world on fire in the next few minutes. Seems like somebody had sold them a surefire doodle bug that just couldn't miss. It was a box with half a dozen dials. On the top of the thing was a big needle, looked like a compass needle. You hooked it up, this whatchamacallit, to a car battery and carried them both around, Following the direction of the darned needle, wherever it pointed, it was supposed to point to the place where there was gold. Oh, my. Got the picture? Oh, yeah. They're carrying a car battery. You bet. And this box with needles and dials and buttons and lights and, you know, uh, obviously a sure thing. Pick those up at Walmart. Yes. (laughs) He says, I looked the blame contraption all over and asked them, how much gold does it take to make the fool thing work? Oh, any amount, they said. It will work with the slightest indication of gold in the vicinity. I looked it over some more. Is it working now, I asked them. It sure is, one of them replied. If you had any gold in this house, even a gold watch, that instrument would detect the fact immediately. You know what's coming. I think so. I looked the fellow straight in the eye, 
like heck it would, I said to him, heck, heck yeah. I've got over $100 worth of nuggets in my pocket right now. I've rocked, walked around this table three times, and that blamed needle hadn't even quivered. <laughs> blamed. <laughs> blamed. Imagine a couple of young idiots toting a car battery over these hills all day long, watching that darn needle shimmy. Darn. <laughs> darn. Uh, uh, anyway, so... Anyway, he goes on, says, uh, at the close, uh, at that, those kind fellows aren't so bad, he admitted. It's those darn fortune teller folks that get my goat. Every once in a while, one of them comes out here and wants to get go into a trance for me or put me into a trance or speak with the spirits or read a pack of playing cards or consult the stars or some other kind of nonsense. About two months ago, a big, new, shiny car pulled up in front, and an old, and and I'm using his words, an old dame got out. (laughs) She was dressed to kill, wore more rings, beads, and bracelets, and pins than the Queen of Sheba. This lady came prancing up where I was sitting in the shade and said she was Madam something or other from L.A. Guess I was supposed to know who she was, but I didn't. This madam so-and-so fished a large glass ball out of a leather bag she was carrying. She set it on the table on a little pedestal a couple of inches high. She blew on the thing and polished it with her hanky. Then she stepped back to admire it. Now, Mr. Schofield, she cooed, sweet as sugar, you just step over here and gaze into this crystal ball, and you will see the lost Dutch oven mine. Oh, my. I looked at her. Then I looked at that darn glass basket ball sitting on a peg, and I looked at her again. About that time, I guess I lost all restraint. Hell's bells, madam, I yelled at her. Oh, my. You said it. (laughs) It's right here. And it's hell's bells, (laughs) madam, I yelled at her. I've seen the lost Dutch oven mine. I'm the blasted fool that lost it 40 years ago. What I want to know is, where in the heck is it? Heck. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) <laughs> he knew what it looked like. He just knew where it was. Okay, just as she was leaving, sort of in a huff, she gave me another one of her syrupy smiles and said, Mr. Schofield, what I cannot understand is after you found the mine, why didn't you watch for landmarks so you could find your way back to the place again? There you go. Madam, I smiled nice and polite. When I was returning from the Dutch oven mine, I was not thinking about landmarks. Sad to relate, I had not partaken of food for two days. Then I let go. Darn it all, madam, I yelled. I was so blasted hungry I could have eaten the backside of a skunk without salt. Then I went into the house and slammed the door. I love it. And there you have it. And there you have the lost Dutch oven mine. Tom Schofield. Tom Schofield. And, uh, you know, I was going to show you. So here's the picture of kind of the country that we're talking about. I mean, it's rough country. Yeah, but, you know, I'm surprised uh, that there's a lot of landmarks in that picture that could be sure. used, yeah. utilized. Yeah. But, again, you know, he was he was tired. He was hungry. Uh, here's uh, a picture of this one of the guys that... Uh, Went to, went to the campsite where oh my. where this Tom Schofield was. Oh my! And, and to uh, this day, they haven't found it. No. Do you believe there actually was a finding? I think there was. I, I really do. I. Um, Is there verification that he really had the gold nuggets? 
that was the other problem because he says he didn't show it to anybody. So, oh. but he had this pocket full of gold nuggets. Uh, I don't know, Zeb. I, I mean, how do you make up stuff like that? Well, you know, in all of the stories that you've had, and I've only got a minute left here, all the stories that you've had, there's always been a sense of intrigue because some of the stories have never really been finalized. Like you were talking about uh, bank robbers up in uh, City of Rocks that yeah. hid the loot and everything, never found. Right. Now, I believe that story. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. But. Whether it was found or not by somebody and they just didn't say anything or if it's still buried up there. That's exactly right. And the same is true with the Lost Dutchman gold exactly. mine and yeah. others of those yeah. stories. Now, yeah. that one, I think, is so well hidden. I don't, I yeah. don't think that'll ever be found. Well, I say, what are we doing sitting here? <laughs> we're, we're a little smarter than Mr. Schofield. <laughs> <laughs> Drop breadcrumbs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.